I do believe that people don't have to do sustainability perfectly, that you have to do what you can when you can do it and always try to keep improving that. But Jack 59 is not perfect by far, but we're getting there and we're, we're holding ourselves accountable. Welcome to the Ripples of Radical Generosity podcast by Coralis, a global community of women and non-binary people making real progress on the world's to-do list. Together, we're transforming the world to become more equitable and sustainable. My name's Farron Jacobs. My passion is sustainable textiles. I'm inspired by people who are allergic to the phrase, that's not how things are done. And I love people who love what they do. Today, I am joined by Vanessa Marshall of Jack 59, and uh, I am so excited to get talking about this. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you doing? Good morning, Farron. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I want to hop right into the origin story. Jack 59 is a line of sustainable shampoo bars that one of my favorite things about the line is I have found personally that in the space, you often get companies that release a shampoo bar. And this is the full gamut. This is hair care A to Z. I am unsurprising to no one, not a natural blonde. And so I was excited to see you've got something in your lineup for me. So how did you get to to this space? Oh, goodness. It's been it's been a long journey. We've had lots of help along the way. Uh, It really started because I wanted to make a change in my life. So, and, and for my kids, especially, we started out in my kitchen. I started making soap for quite a while. And I think there was, <laughs> there was like an adrenaline aspect to it. It was kind of, you know, dangerous and you had to have all your lab equipment on. And, and I quickly started getting into other recipes and dabbling and whatnot. And we were actually on a vacation and I hadn't ever considered doing a shampoo bar. I kind of felt like they were you know, beyond my, my knowledge, but it was the, the most terrible experience that I ever had with a shampoo, like literally in my life, my scalp was itchy. I, it was driving me crazy to the point that I had to go buy um, liquid shampoo and rewash my hair. And when I, I was like, okay, why? Like I'm a hippie kid at heart. I was raised in a little kind of hippie community in Northern Alberta. Um, so sustainability is really in my blood. And I was like, what's happening? Like, why, why is this not working? I simply got onto my phone and started researching. And, and when it hit me, it was literally like that aha moment of, oh my goodness, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to figure this out. It started from there. And, and I also realized that most of the products on the market are not hair specific. So people were getting results um, that were kind of like weird and waxy, or they were too heavy, too drying. Um, There was lots of issues that were very common. That that was a very common theme when I I talked to people. So I dug in. Um, I actually, my first bar that I created was our Vitality Bar, which is for oily hair because it was actually my hair type. And weirdly enough to this day, it's the only bar that I've never altered at all. <laughs> I was like in deep on that one. And I mean, our line grew as, as my knowledge base grew. And um, here we are with a whole line of 11 different varieties of shampoo, uh, 10 of conditioner, because we have a three-in-one kind of for guys. Yeah, we have a, a line of leave-in conditioners, dry shampoo, hair oil. We're actually releasing a couple of new products this fall. We have a flaxseed gel coming out and a pomade for your hair. And we're actually, uh, one of our biggest projects that I'm super excited about 
is we're releasing a children's bar. I mean, our bars are great for children, but we really want a child specific bar. And we're actually designing the box. It's an Aboriginal artist here in Alberta that is doing the design. Her name is Tristan Jenny. So we'll be using her design on the box and uh, it will be orange. The proceeds will go to Every Child Matters. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. And you also have pet bars. We have two pet bars. Those kind of actually started out as a bit of a joke. Uh, We'd have families come in and be like, you know, oh, we've converted our whole family and we're at the dog. And, you know, I started thinking, I was like, hey, why not? You know, (laughs) so our dog bars actually have uh, a different pH to them. So they're actually in like an alkaline pH. So that means it's like above seven. Seven is kind of neutral for anybody who's not that familiar with the pH scale. Uh, seven and above is more alkaline or basic. And then underneath seven is more acidic. So our hair and skin are uh, a little acidic. So our bars are pH balanced between a 4.5 and a 5.5. And our dog bar is up about an eight. It was kind of cute, actually, because I don't know if you're familiar with the <laughs> the name Jack. The yes, I am. Yeah, <laughs> My daughter chose that from a little stray dog that she had when she was really small and it ran away and she was heartbroken. And um, so actually when we brought those dog bars out, the little puppy that's on the package is actually the silhouette of the actual Jack 59. So our designer, yeah, was able to incorporate that into the box. So we love that one. It's kind of cute and it's a great story. So your packaging is paper. And so that's the sort of big environmental shift that you're making. So over 500,000 plastic bottles and continuing, that is no small feat. Yeah, we're going to have to recalculate that number because we're probably up around 700,000 at this point. We have amazing people that buy our products. It's kind of fun because people get really passionate about Jack 59. So we love being a part of their journey and we love seeing the things that they share and um, being able to reduce that amount of plastic in the world. It, it is dear to my heart. I mean, like I said, I have, you know, sustainability is in my blood. And when I started creating products, I was really heartbroken because all of the packaging that you purchase, there were really no other options at the time. So I was like, why don't we just get rid of it all together? <laughs> So we did actually, um, at the beginning, we actually used uh, like a shrink wrap on our bars because of labeling laws. I was, I was convinced that they had to have a label on them. And now actually Health Canada has a caveat that um, if there is no packaging at all, then you don't have to have those labeling, what they require on the package. So we actually also sell our bars absolutely naked to a lot of the refilleries and stuff. So that is literally zero waste. You just finished an external audit on your emissions and uh, environmental footprint. I'm curious what the sort of biggest surprise to you was about your process and, and where the energy is expended. Yeah, that was an interesting process. So we had that audit done by a company called Savic, who actually approached us uh, a year or two ago. And it was actually a university project that he was working on at the time. So he was kind enough to kind of freebie us our first 
audit. And um, I think what was, there was a couple takeaways that I, I actually didn't even ever take into consideration that they were considered our carbon footprint. The first one is um, like getting to work. So we have a staff of 13 ladies and, you know, those ladies got to come to work from somewhere. So we started logging everybody's gas and the kilometers that it took them to get to work. And it turns out that we actually are trying to put in some ride share initiatives because some of the girls come from the same areas. So, I mean, I'll save them money, gas, you know, so that, that will hopefully be <laughs> um, something that we can actually accomplish. The other thing that I hadn't actually taken into consideration was our suppliers. I mean, of course, in general, you kind of think that you want to shop local. So you try to find suppliers that are in your area just because I think inherently it feels better. For the most part, for the things that we get, there's no other supplier for them. But we've searched and we'd love to, you know, we're going to eventually, hopefully by the end of this year, have a list of our suppliers and the things that we uh, purchase for our ingredients. And we're going to put that out in the world more and, and try to see if people have suggestions for if anybody knows of anything that we can get closer to home. But we have not been able to tackle that yet. And a part of that is like we can calculate the transportation, but um, the suppliers are not always that willing to offer that type of information. So we actually just put our application in for B Corp uh, about two months ago. So we're working through completing, like you put in a first, like an analysis and then, um, then you work through it with them. So yeah, we're super excited about that. And that, um, I believe will be like an internal push as well to keep us accountable and making better choices and always improving. So yeah, it's super exciting to make that one of our, you know, priorities for sustainability. Absolutely. Now we can get into uh, your app. Just give us an example of like, what are a couple of things on that list that you're, you're not able to source here? Oh my goodness. The surfactants that we use are coconut based. So one way or another, they're coming from a country that grows coconuts. And I mean, we're in Northern Canada and there are no coconuts being grown here. I think it always sounds kind of funny when People really ride me like, oh, you should be able to getting that local. And I mean, we do our, we work really hard to get most everything that we can. And I'm like, do you grow coconuts? Because <laughs> it's been a challenge. Show me a coconut and I will buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, some other things would be certain types of packaging that we use. Um, we don't use a lot, but like our aluminum bottles, especially through covid it just seems that, you know, sustainable packaging in particular, glass bottles, aluminum bottles, they're extremely hard to source right now. Even the larger uh, companies, say, in the U.S., you know, um, they're not having the supply of a lot of the things that we need either. So, yeah, it's frustrating. And, um, you know, I do believe that people don't have to do sustainability perfectly that you have to do what you can when you can do it and always try to keep improving that. But Jack 59 is not perfect by far, but we're getting there and we're, we're holding ourselves accountable. So that I think is the biggest thing to really keep everything in check and make sure that you're making progress. 
Absolutely. And, and I think just shining a light on, on knowing where those imperfections lie and, and always trying to improve, like you're doing fantastic work. Again, almost a million bottles, nothing to say. Yeah, that's crazy. We actually, um, we wanted to do the number for our leave-in conditioners. So we'll hopefully have that information soon as well. What are you most excited about right now with the business? We actually uh, recently received our funding from Coralis and it has been amazing. We have it right now on reserve. It gave us the opportunity to put in an application through Export Canada for uh, a grant that will allow us to expand into the US. So the the grant is for 50% of the project. So the money that we um, got from Coralis will be the other 50% and plus some will have some left over. But um, yeah, so that project is, is going to be amazing. We right now we're not in the US like that much. We ship there. So we have, of course, online orders that we ship there all the time, but we don't have a lot of retail locations that carry our products in the US. So we're pretty excited about getting down there, meeting a bunch of people. We're going to a couple trade shows. It'll be great to to expand into the U.S. We also just won uh, to be a semi-finalist for the powwow pitch as we're an Aboriginal company. So um, I thought it would be a great network to get to know a bunch of other Aboriginal business owners. So we're going through the semi-final process behind the scenes right now. And then um, we'll all do our pitch around August 8th. And yeah, and we're excited to be a part of that. Congratulations on both of those. That's, that's very exciting. I can't get over how beautiful your product is. Like, it's just so pretty. It's so pretty and so simple. Um, who would you say your dream collaboration would be? whether it's a product or a person. Okay. So one of the people definitely that I um, would love to collaborate because they do amazing things for sustainability is Ryan Reynolds. It was at an award show and it actually was a list of companies and projects and um, like sustainably focused that they support him and his wife. And the list just went on and on and on. And it just made me think like, you know, those are the amazing people in the world. The ones that give freely for, you know, helping promote what they believe in. So Ryan Reynolds would be great. That would be fantastic. I also Sephora has, has always been on my mind. We actually just also um, got into the Hudson's Bay company. So we shipped out our first shipment to them about a month ago. That project took a few months. It was a long process and it was a bit intimidating, but if we can do it, anybody can do it. So, you know, I like to encourage other people not to limit themselves as to who they can reach out to. And we're actually in talks with Indigo, Allure, and Detox Market right now. Those are some big players. Right? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. For folks who are new to the Coralis ecosystem, uh, one of the big things we practice here is radical generosity, where we ask for what we need and we give what we can. So Vanessa, what is your venture ask for Jack 59? Ooh, do you know, I, I wanted to say, 
I think this has been the hardest part of Coralis for me. Not, not to say that in a negative way, but in an absolute positive way, because I find it really hard to ask for things like maybe it makes me feel less than, or, or I just don't have the skills. It makes, yeah. I mean, it's a challenge to seek help, you know, and find that network of people. So it's really given me the skills and the freedom, I guess, to be able to literally ask for something that you need for and not feel like you're taking advantage or, you know, because you have that exact opportunity to give back to somebody else. So I really wanted to thank Coralis for that opportunity. I think that's an amazing initiative to have. I'm super appreciative of it. There's two things right now that we're kind of looking for. Uh, We really need a lawyer that is familiar with cosmetics backgrounds, um, the logistics of it, you know, some stuff through Health Canada labeling laws and whatnot. I mean, I've studied it for about five years, but we really need the bones now. (laughs) The little things that I, I may have missed. And the other thing that we're actually trying to do is now that I'm wearing, I mean, I always wore so many hats, but (laughs) I'm wearing more now than ever. And uh, I think it's time that we bring on an actual formulator. So we'd love to talk to a formulator and and have them join our team. I just really want to say thank you. Uh, Everybody in the Coralist community is amazing. We've learned so much. The learning circles have been amazing. Um, I'm proud and honored to be a venture this year. It has had a deep impact on our business and it will, I will carry the the generosity um, for the rest of my life and I will remain an activator so that I can start giving back. We were, that we were so busy. Like I was literally like a sponge <laughs> absorbing so much stuff this year. It's, it's been a lot this year. And I, I was feeling like, Oh no, I'm, I'm not able to give back yet. I'm, I'm so busy. But I just, you know, gave myself that bit of a break and said, my time will come. My time will come where I can give back and um, things are starting to get to that place. So I'm, I'm excited to, you know, to be able to give back to some of the new ventures and anybody in the community. And, and that's the whole thing about radical generosity is you don't give when you can't. You give when your abundance of, of time and energy and, and resource is there. So it is okay to be taking and not always giving. What has your experience been with the business coaching side of being a Coralist Venture? The business coaching. So MJ Ryan is our coach and she's amazing. So we actually applied to be a venture uh, in 2021 and we didn't get through and I was heartbroken. Fast forward a year to 2022, we were so in the right place. Like everything just lined up. It, It was exactly what we needed when we needed it. So I, I feel super fortunate actually that we didn't get in that first year because we weren't ready. So MJ has been amazing. I think the thing that was lacking the most in our business was our operations team, like really to have that team that had their job bubbles, their descriptions. Um, we went through and created a bunch of business policies that we never had, you know, kind of like the the rules of your company, you know, how, who does what specifically, 
this is this is what you're responsible for. You can do other things, but this is what you're actually responsible for. So I was actually able to bring on my sister who we initially, we were going to start this company together and she owned a business in another town and it just, just didn't come to fruition for us. So um, this year we had also a grant and uh, the money from Coralis, we were able to bring her on as our chief of operations on our operations team. So that has been incredible. The business coaching, I, I can't say enough about it. It's helped us to look inside, recognize what we need and ask for resources in order to um, put in place what we need to put in place. So the business coaching has been paramount. I, I can't say thank you enough for, for that. Absolutely. That is one of the cool things I find about the Coralist ecosystem is yes, you're applying for um, money and yes, that is a big part of it, but also just the people that you become in community with by joining and just the support that I see for all of our ventures is astounding. So I'm glad that you've experienced some of that magic. Vicky has done an amazing thing. And um, the women and non-binary folks at Coralis are an amazing community, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Vanessa, and best of luck with everything at Jack59 and all of your new products. And if you can help Vanessa out with her asks, be sure to check the notes and be in touch. Thank you so much, my dear. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Ripples of Radical Generosity podcast. Let us know what you thought of the episode and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women and non-binary folks at www.coralist.world.